0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet. And oh boy, as always, have we got a treat for you today. Don't forget, if you like the show and want to support us, go check out the link to Patreon. You can now get a bonus episode every week for $1 a week. $4 a month for four episodes. Absolute bargain. Today we are in r slash pro revenge this might be a little bit longer than normal. This is one giant ass story. So grab your tea, grab your popcorn, sit yourselves down, get your blankie, get comfortable, and let's go.
1: Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eros Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Tour, Taylor's version a Scott, is. with four additional acoustic songs now streaming only on Disney plus with the lucky land slots. You can get lucky
0: just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well, well. Welcome back, dear listeners. Today, as promised, we have one giant story. A big thanks to Thunderkirk. I was called an ungrateful brat... So, I acted as such. This whole thing happened a year prior, but the repercussions are still happening, and I hope they continue until the day the bastard dies. This will be a long one, so buckle in. Background Growing up, me and my sister had no love towards our father whatsoever. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but alcoholic, abusive, violent are a few that come to mind. When my sister got accepted into a much better but also further high school than our local, she moved immediately and rarely visited. We were ten years apart, so I was four at the time. I grew up resenting her for leaving me to deal with his bullshit all by myself, but now I understand better and we're on good terms. My local factory was so big that it supported my whole town. Virtually everyone worked there, so everyone knew each other. My parents too. But then, it's purchased by the defence ministry, and they decided to cut off anyone without at least a high school degree. My mother was let go, and this was after she'd had me four months. My father, however, made it until retirement and was granted military status. Basically, they gave him an honorable rank so his pension would almost double. But also, you'd have to act accordingly because, in terms of speaking, you're military personnel now. My childhood was an absolute nightmare. So, needless to say, I turned out to be an absolute mess. Anger management and mental instability are notably the worst and I'm still working on them. When I turned 18, I enlisted. Two major benefits. It didn't cost any money, and I could never come home if I didn't want to. For me, it was literally a highway out of hell. Fast forward three years later, I got an honorable discharge. Turned out I had actual mental problems, who would have known? I got a bulk load of money, and even more in the following months when they were able to process my military insurance. I came home to find my town incredibly underwhelming, and my father hadn't changed a bit. Not wanting to spend the rest of my life in this hellhole, I took what I could and moved to the city where my sister was living. The last words dear old dad said to me was, you'd never make it because, apparently, being discharged for a mental illness showed that I was a coward. Also, I think he didn't like that I was tougher than the boy that used to obey his every word that I once was, and that I stood up for myself more in the few weeks I've stayed with him than the entire 18 first years of my life. I moved to a new environment, took up a blue-collar job, I was pretty beefy thanks to the military, and decided to pursue a career in IT all the while taking care of my mental health. When it all started Somewhere during this time, he got diagnosed with cancer. I was told it was not dangerous, but operations were required. My sister had actually reconciled with him, partly because of my mother a few years prior and would occasionally bring my niece home to visit them. She was quite successful, so she decided to pay for the whole thing operations, treatment, hospitals, recoveries. It was all hers. She paid for this while moving into a new house and buying her first car. Those things are pretty expensive in my country. My father had a huge bank account because of his pension, but he didn't have to pay a single penny. After a year or so, he's on recovery, and all in all, things were good. During this time, I was struggling with working and studying, living paycheck to paycheck, and had to rely on social programs to get treatment for my illness. I visited him every operation, though it wasn't anything tearful. If he didn't poke me, I was fine. After nearly a year of staying at my sister's house, he and my mother headed home after his doctor gave him a go. At that time, I was looking for a new job because the current job was horrible and it made my mental health worse. And I was lucky to find one where most of my skills were transferred and I had enough time to finish my studying. One day, my mother called in tears and asked me to come home that weekend. She told me that my father had been seeing someone else. Now, I must admit I'd not put anything behind this man, but then I thought she was paranoid. She still is, up to this day, about everything. And I resented the thought of going home on a four-hour trip just for something that's utterly unimportant. So I calmed her and swept it under the rug. Fast forward a few months, I got another call. This time from my sister. She came to visit that week with my niece to inform them that she was three months pregnant. What was supposed to be a happy union turned into an absolute shit show. Apparently, when my father left his phone unattended for a few minutes, his mistress sent him a very sexy picture and my mum saw it pop up. Needless to say, all hell broke loose. My sister said that was the first in many years that she saw my mother scream bloody murder at my father. And when he tried to hit her, my sister threw herself in between, which prompted her husband to throw himself in between because, you know, she's three months pregnant. It all ended in a very teary trip back to our city after hours of hurling insults at each other. The only good thing that came out of it was my mother somehow was able to bring his phone with her. We convinced my mother to get a divorce but she's the submissive housewife who thought divorces were worse than boiling live puppies. And I think back then, she's still somewhat hoping that he'd turn around. They'd been together for almost 35 years at that point, so I figured something must have been there. She didn't want it, so we dropped it and decided to cut him out for good. Lo and behold, half a year after the incident, my father's side of the family started to contact me. I have a strict no-call policy where the only people allowed to call me outside of work hours are my mother, my sister, her husband, three of my best friends, and only recently my boyfriend. So to my bamboozlement, my father, his sister, my aunt, his mother all called within a day. They suddenly acted so nice and convinced me to come to visit them. Obviously, that was all a ruse. After the incident, my father's side all blamed my mother and said she should have kept it a secret and not made a mess for the family's sake. They all disavowed me and my sister because we were ungrateful brats after we did not accept their ultimate argument. He's your father after all. Out of morbid curiosity, I ventured back alone to see what it was about turned out they wanted to sell his house. It was on my grandmother's land. Back when he was about to undergo his first operation, we didn't know how it would turn out so he transferred the house to my name because apparently inheriting a dead person's estate in my country is a living nightmare. Out of convenience, we convinced my grandmother to give me the land as well since she was very old, about 80 at the time. This was back when we were on good terms. I know for sure they would rather gouge their eyes out than follow up with any of that if it had happened a year later. I smelt something in the air. I couldn't place it, but I knew it was there. So I told them, nicely, that I would think of it and immediately went back, faking an emergency. A plan formed when I was driving back, and that's the first time I'd been so pleased about anything I actually cracked a smile. I went to my sister's immediately. My mum had been staying with her and laid out a plan. After a year living in the city, my mum was much more open-minded and it only took a few convincings for her to agree with the plan. The Plan My sister contacted a lawyer and asked what our options were. Because both the house and the land were in my name, they had no claim to them, and any paper that didn't have my signature on it would be considered useless under the law. They could try and claim it was rented out, but then they'd have to move far away and hope that I'd never be able to locate them, and I knew it'd be too much trouble for a couple of old folk. They could claim it's his life achievement, but because he and my mother never divorced, it's technically half hers as well. This is when I came up with an idea. I asked the lawyer, what if my mother filed for a divorce? He said it's highly unlikely the court would reward my mother's full claim unless we prove that he was unfaithful before the separation. To his surprise, I could. Remember the phone that my mother brought back from that day? It was smashed during the fighting, but generally still in one piece. She asked me to throw it away a few days after, but my lazy ass just brought it back to my place and threw it in the loft. Sufficient to say, it provided us with more than enough proof of his indecency. The Execution After weighing our options, I called to inform my father that I would come home the next month to make an announcement. He was eager to hear it. Upon my arrival, they were so nice and sweet and whatnot, but after I introduced my lawyer, it's like they flipped a switch and suddenly became vile and violent. I presented him with two options. Relinquish any claim to the house, or be served with a lawsuit. In my country, marital violations are 6 months probation minimum, up to 2 years in prison. After a lot of screamings, name calling and feet stomping and tantrums, he kicked us out, so naturally I assumed he chose the latter. At the first hearing, my mum, me and my lawyer were present. It turned out to be another screaming contest in which he made up all kinds of lies about my mother. At some point, my lawyer leaned in to tell me that if the officer didn't stop his rantings, it's likely that they were buddies and asked me to let him handle things. The officer told us this case wasn't a priority. It would take months to process. We wouldn't like the paperwork. It's best to settle this out of court. My lawyer politely declined and told my father to expect another hearing soon. Under much less friendly circumstances. He tried one more tactic in between, which was calling all the relatives and telling them how my mother was a bitch and I was an ungrateful brat in hope of creating some kind of pressure on us. Very few of them took his side, and even if all of them did, I would have never let him go that easy. In the second hearing, he finally cracked and agreed to my terms, which were relinquishing any claim he might have with the house and divorcing my mum. Basically, the only person who has any claim to the house now is my mother. I agreed to let him keep living in it for the rest of his life, though, but not anyone else, aka his mistress, whom he was basically living with. The Revenge This is where my work started. First, my sister gathered all the receipts from all the medical billing she'd paid for for his treatment. A few of them were missing, but we were able to put up a huge folder. I also shit my pants learning how expensive cancer treatment could be, not a fan. When we had a general sum of the money, we billed him for it. This is very unethical in my country since children are expected to take care of their parents, but we threw that out the window long ago. We also knew it wasn't a criminal case, so we just went to a small claims court and then sent in bailiffs to collect, which was just this lady. She went on with a a I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude, and when he failed to comply, she sent in the fucks. I mean, the police, to start seizing assets. So, say goodbye to wooden furniture a 27-inch smart TV, a fridge, and a reclining massage chair. All were bought by my sister as well. He had to pay out of his pocket because that lady insisted they'd continue seizing whatever he bought until she saw the money. Although the final amount was halved, My mother, under the eyes of the law, shared half of that for some reason. It still cost him 70% of his savings. Of course, this wasn't about the money. We were just petty. We told the moving company they could do whatever they wanted with the furniture. Looking back, I should have taken the recliner because my back hurts like a bitch, even though I'm only in my late 20s. After that was done, I contacted my local factory to file a report. Remember the sweet pension he got with the condition he behaved accordingly? Clearly, someone had been a very bad boy. They let him go with it, even though it was a small town and everyone knew everything because nobody ever filed a report. But that's not the case anymore. I gave them a very detailed folder with pictures from his phone. To say they were sexual was an understatement. They immediately set up a hearing, and he was stripped of his rank, making his pension down to just over half of the original amount. I know this because old folks gossip like their lives depend on it, and my mother is not excluded. She was very happy hearing about this. It's all she talked about for a month. I was just about to be done, but a week later, my sister called to tell me that my aunt came to her door to berate her and her children. My sister was working from home. My mum also lived there, but had gone out for some reason. My sister just called security to kick her out and warned me she could go for me next. I was seeing blood. Not because of some lame-ass Karen that could cause me inconvenience at most, but because she was screaming at my niece and nephew. As a gay man, I know full well the bloodline ends with me, so I put all of my love into those little guys. To the point that if I'd been there, I would have bitten her head off. So, I dug a little and found out my aunt was knee-deep in debt. She was hoping she could leech some money off my father, if not for the money he made selling the house than from his big account. Since neither of those was available anymore, she was very angry and thought she could lay it on my sister. You want to know what a man could do with determination and a raging hatred? I never set up an online social presence, mainly because up to my 18th birthday I was too poor to have a phone, and then the military taught me it wasn't needed. But for this special occasion, I made an exception. I created a Facebook account and befriended her. I didn't even have to pretend to be someone else, since old people apparently accept friends' requests from anyone. She had this vibe where she'd show off her money and her vacations and her items, like a wealthy person. From my mother and her trusty gossip circle, I knew she always told whoever she owed money that she was struggling. So I figured she must be blocking them. The next part was easy. I just had to send all of her selfies to everyone she's owing to. I didn't have to declare myself since I was literally on a throwaway account, so it's just this really long line of messages that showed my aunt spending her money lavishly. For the next following month, she was threatened, not with legal action like I did, but with much more sinister actions. She would have thugs, not the police, throw gifts at her door. You know, like paint, fish sauce... Sometimes, literal shit. My mother also told me this, of course. She finally figured out what I was going to do when I told her to find me a list of people she's owing to. The Pro Revenge As much as I want to take credit for this, the idea wasn't mine. Forgive me, for I once again had to lay out a bit of background. My father's side of the family is this very traditional family where you would have a person acting as the head of the family, deciding things that matter. This was way before the war, so obviously they don't do such things anymore. But the head of the family still has a certain voice, and there's this once-in-a-year ceremony where we gather together to pay tribute to our ancestors. During the ceremony, the head of the family will give a speech, and then some announcements like who died, who got married, who gave birth, etc. etc. Then there will be a celebratory party, where basically we get shitfaced drunk. The great-grandfather was the head, and he had three sons, and two of them died during the war. So my grandfather took the mantle, then my father, and eventually me. This whole side of the family is in another town that's like three hours away from our town, mainly because my grandfather didn't expect to be the head, so he moved out seeking opportunities. I found these gatherings redundant and unnecessary. But that year, I was actually looking forward to it. My father tried to keep the actual date hidden. It wasn't fixed, but generally somewhere between June. But he seriously underestimated my mother. She doesn't have a gossip circle. She has an infinite number of them. So my mother, me, and my sister's family all head back for it. The trip was 14 hours in total, Oh, but the results? They were worth it. We timed it so we would come two days earlier than my father. Again thanks to my mum's gossip circle. This side of the family had never heard the full story before, only the version my father gave them, which was that he and my mother left in good faith. I actually gave my father some credits for not bad-mouthing my mum. After weighing all the pros and cons, we decided to let my mother loose. And she's exceptional when it came to relaying details about her personal tragedies, I kid you not, if you had posted her story word for word, by this time next week there would be a global Justice for Thunder mother movement. It took just one day for everyone to know what an asshole my father had been. The look on his face when he arrived with my aunt and my grandmother and saw my family already there, oh, it was priceless. He got the stink eye from everyone for the rest of the day nobody would initiate conversations with him, so he's just sitting there like a sad dog. Now, I know that they said about dead horses, but this idea was brilliant, too brilliant not to follow through. My uncle, let's call him Oliver, came up with this. In the hierarchy, he's equal to my father, and in the event that my branch doesn't have a male successor, 100% what's going to happen his branch will be the head of the family. He told me I should take up the mantle of the head. It was very sudden. I didn't have a speech ready. My father was supposed to do that. But Oliver told me I could just tell whatever I want because nobody really paid attention to that thing anyway. All the other elders were okay with it. The speech wasn't even the best thing. At the celebratory party, people will be assigned tables based on the family tree. Heads of each branch will sit together, their children sit together, the elders sit together, so on and so forth. Because I was elevated to the head of my branch, I'd be sitting at the big boy table. My father didn't even get to sit there, because miraculously, it was full, even though I could have sworn there weren't 20 of us at each table that can sit up to 10. He had to sit at the regular table with my aunt and a bunch of nasty widows who did not hold back on their snarky comments, or so I was told. I don't think he'll ever come back to one of those anytime soon. The Aftermath My father is now just a miserable old man. His mistress left him because, surprisingly, she was after his money. He's living in our old house with next to nothing. His retirement money, though halved, was good enough for him to live by. Last I heard is cancer had come back, and obviously this time my sister won't be paying for it anymore. He tried to initiate contact with my mother, trying to make amends. We had to block his number and his profile on my mother's account because she actually considered it. Oh god, she has her soft sides. My aunt has to sell her house to pay for all the debt, or else they'd just continue harassing her. She now lives in a small townhouse she bought off with the rest of her money. I felt bad for her husband because he's actually chilling quite nice. But he's not the most decisive and therefore doesn't really confront her. I hope he's doing better. I have no empathy for her only son, though. Let's just say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. How do I know all of this? Ah, mother's gossip circle, obviously. I left my grandmother out of this because she's very old. She's not demented in any way. She's perfectly sane. But she loved her son too much to admit he's in the wrong. Also, she was very nice and sweet to me growing up. A lot of my good memories are with her. I'm sad because she doesn't see my mother the same. I also stopped talking to her and would only visit once during Lunar New Year. She's lived in the same small house she and my grandfather built on the land that's now in my name. When she and my father are dead, I will carry out her wish to build an altar for her and my grandfather. Whether or not my father will be included is still up for debate. Well, guys, that was a hell of a story. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you're here for our next episode. And if you've got a second, it would be hugely helpful to us if you could take a moment just to drop a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Until next time, guys, peace out.
1: Is necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed Terror takes center stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares